Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello, Matthew. How are you going? Oh, I'm good, thanks, Neil. How are you? Hi, listeners. Hello. I'm good. Oh, great. Yeah, hello, yeah. listen. Hello, listeners. Are you good too, Matt? I am well, thank you. Nice to hear. So, yes. Matt, I uh, I was talking about flourishing on the weekend. Uh, yes. What, what do you think that word means? I don't. I'd ask you that question a couple of seconds ago before we started recording. Yeah, and what was my well, brilliant answer? I wasn't listening to be honest. I can't remember what you said. Uh, no, we were. I was at my men's group on on Monday night. We we're actually uh, we we're actually talking about it. Yeah, and and um, the the actually the original Hebrew root word. Whoa, we, went, we went all the way back to the original. Guys, like, Woo, look you at us go. You guys are so smart. Um, no, but it was talking about like uh, a flowering bud, how it's ready to sort of break, break forth and growth and not just not just like, or, or a seed cracking open. Yep. Um, so not just something that looks nice and green, but, but that there's actually... Health and life, health and, and life, and explosion coming from that. So that there you go. There you go. That's wow, what, you guys. There you go. So, what was your opinion on what flourish meant, Neil? Well, I would say similar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, I went yeah. into the uh, root word in Latin. No, <laughs> no, flourishing obviously is <clears throat> where you're doing far. Like for me, it's a far and exceeding above yeah. normal. Yep. Where where everything's good. Healthy growth, strong growth, um, and if we're flourishing in life, I think it means that we're, you know, taking every opportunity and doing well at what we do. Yeah, very good. Yeah, excellent. So I had a picture of my little rescue fig, and re- I, yes, yeah, you res- did rescued it from a gutter, like a roof gutter. Uh, when I was tree lopping, yep. it was a little cute. I just had to take it home. Oh, yeah, and yep. I put it in a little pot. Yeah, and it was going to be my bonsai tree because I okay. didn't have one. And, and anyway, it was, and it's really nice. It's got nice, lot of shaped roots, but it's very small still. So it's over twenty, or maybe twenty years old, and maybe a meter and a half high at the most. Yeah, so you wouldn't really call it a bonsai tree, then, would you? Like what, what makes it's a bonsai a tree? Smaller than normal. Like, it, it is smaller yeah. than normal. But yeah, what, yeah. yeah. So to make it like that, though, you have to uh, be mean to it. So I'm being mean to this cute little fig. And you put it in pots that are too small to support much life because there's not much nutrient, not much water. Yeah. And if I wanted to keep it smaller, um, I would have had to keep trimming it back and, yeah, really deny it. So to keep it small, yeah. And so I showed a picture of that little tree, and then I showed a picture of another fig tree because they're both fig trees, about the same age. Yeah. Uh, growing in a park, and it's probably maybe five or six meters tall. Um, looks really good, and it's about the same age. So there's a big difference. And the reason that I wanted to show that was because I wanted to talk about sort of a bit of a uh, what would I call it? An observation that there seems to be a lot of people that remain as pot plants in the church. And how can we actually flourish as Christians rather than be stunted in our growth mm. as a Christian? Yeah, okay. Yep. yep. So my main uh, passage on that, Psalm 92, verse 12 to 14, 
but the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. And in another version it says planted in the Lord's house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. Mm. And for me I was just like, you know, that in this age where people don't really commit, that there's this massive, um, I guess, peace missing in people's lives where they can actually flourish if they decide oh, I'm going to plant myself into the house of the Lord, um, yep. become part of a community and contribute to the community, but also receive the things that they need. So when I, as I said about the little fig, you know, purposely kept the water back, purposely kept, you know, nutrients back. And so the growth mm. was not that great. And I feel that, well, I know for sure that God has called us to this body to fit together and um you know the passage that we often look at i know me and you about when every part does its job yeah the whole body grows and it grows healthy yeah and yep. you know we, we can't have people parts of the body missing yeah which i'll probably talk a bit more about this sunday yeah so yeah, nice. yeah. and then i put up some pictures of mm. you You've seen those pictures now? Yeah. Did, did it look like you? No, it wasn't. didn't look like me at all. Yeah. But you did put up some pictures of some uh, happy, smiling faces of cartoony-looking people. people. I don't know. Do I look like that? Maybe I do. Maybe it is me. Wide-eyed. Bushy-tailed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely you. Definitely. No, but the the pictures, like, sort of... The, the first one just focused on you as a person, right? Yeah. I don't know about you, Matt. I do like to be noticed, and I mean that in a good way, in terms of, like, I do want to be cared for, loved. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a, a fair thing that, you know, I mean, I believe God created us for community. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone everyone appreciates attention as much as they, I think some people deny that they want that. Mm. Um yeah, I think that's that's definitely part of of human nature is to is to be known and to be liked and noticed. Yep. yep. Loved, appreciated. Yep. Yeah. And what what I wanted to sort of put those pictures up was as I, as I put them up in sequence, the first picture really showed a massive crowd. I showed the face first up. Uh, and then it was like this big, massive crowd. Where are you in that crowd? Very yep. hard to see. Very hard to see. Yep. It took me a bit, and you even pointed it out to where it was yep. before I could see it. So there, yeah, yeah there you absolutely. Go. Couldn't next. see you. <laughs> or me. Is it me? I couldn't yeah. see myself. You couldn't see yourself in there. Yeah. Then the next one was a bit, yeah. bit smaller of a crowd, actually probably about a quarter of the size, and yep. it's easier to find you in that. Yes. And then the last one was just like basically you hanging around with a group of friends, like four or five people, yep. and you're in the centre there, easy to see, right? Yep, definitely. And what I wanted to do is really talk about uh, how we can sometimes want that attention but not really connect in, like in churches. So, yeah. you know, there there is a responsibility on the church, which um, I'm really trying hard to help us all understand the church is not the management board or the pastor or the ministry teams. The church yep. is everybody. It's everyone. Yep. yep. And that, that we all have a responsibility. So, 
as a church, there are some things that we need to do to create opportunity for relationship. But as I sort of go on in ministry, I see more and more that people want to remain disconnected but have all the servicing that they need. You know, they want to be noticed. And and Mm. when you look at those pictures, it's really hard to see that person in the crowd. So you could imagine a Sunday, for example, if if the pastor is meant to be doing everything and, you know, doing all the ministry of the church and visiting everyone and making everyone feel welcome, um, you're going to get missed. Like It's it's just normal, right? Yep. You're in a big crowd. And as you break it down, you know, the smaller, I I talked about connect groups, you know. Yes. Um, All of a sudden you become a noticed person and then the last one with the friends and, just to to sort of make us think about how do friendships actually form because it's not an overnight thing, is it? No, it's not. No. Yeah, and to get to friendship means that you have to put in. You got to you got to invest. You've got to put aside time. Yep. You got to make an effort. Yeah, and mm. basically put your roots down. Yes. Get out of your pot plant, or you're out of your pot, not out of your pot plant because you're other plant. Um. Mm. And then, you know, because if we live our life like that, what happens is we all get exhausted. And I wanted to to give the picture from uh, a story in Exodus with Moses and his father-in-law, Jethro. Yep. And what Moses was doing, although this is specifically about judging people's uh, problems and making a judgment, it's the same principle um, within a church. If we start to see the church as the organisation, then we're really missing it and we're going to miss out on the richness of what we can have. Yep. Um, and also, as we've been talking about called and chosen, we are actually yep. going to not do the ministry we're called to. Mm. Because, you know, if you think about it, uh, pastors and, you know, ministers, the, the Bible says that they are to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Yeah. Yeah, there's often a mindset that, you know, um, the minister should be doing the work of the ministry. And, you know, it's one of those unfortunate terms that is a great term but gets misused, I think, is pastoral care. Yes. So if I say, Agreed. Matt, yep. the pastoral care in this church, yes. what do you think? Well, it's up to the pastor, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or the organisation. Or, or the organisation. Yeah, so there's, there is a... Yes, either either the the pastor or a person in a leadership position that's responsible for pastoral care is the one that's responsible for doing all of the care yep. in the church. That's how it should be, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah, and that's no, but that that is you're right. That is a mindset, and and that that name of of pastoral care, I think, doesn't do any any. Um, What's the, oh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but it's not it's not a helpful term no, to use. Um, you know, we are all responsible to to care for each other. Mm. Um, and in fact, that's exactly what the scripture so, would say. It says, yes. "Care for one another, encourage one another, mm. love one another. Mm. Um, you know, help one another. Yeah, pray for one another. Yeah, and it never really says get the pastor to do stuff." You know, um, if, if someone needs help, get the pastor or the church. The church, mm. but you are the church, and and to really get an idea of what that means, because you know, in the past, people might I've heard people say um, around the place, you know, as you do, um, you know, 
no one in the church visited me. Mm. Um, and I'm not specifically talking about our church, our church or anything like that. I'm just talking about churches in particular. Yep. And they'll say that to 10 of the people that have visited them that go to the same church that they go to. Yes. And it's like, well, didn't the church just come and visit you because there were 10 people that were in that body mm. that came and visited you? Yep. But somehow there's this idea that, you know, um, I need to be cared for by a certain person, a certain group of people. Yes. And there is definitely a place for that as we read through yeah. or talk about this Exodus thing that, you know, the Bible says clearly also, again, if you're sick, call for the elders. It's like you <clears throat> make that call. Yeah. Um, don't sit around waiting uh, because you are, unless you're in the friendship group of leaders because mm. we all need friends. Mm. Um, you are in a congregation and they do care about you and they do want you to do well, but they're not always going to know. And people in leadership often have a lot of responsibility and so it's easy for them to oversee something because they're busy doing something else. Yep. It's just the way it is. I'm not yep. saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that's the way it is. Yep. But I know that at the drop of a hat, if someone rang and said, I need help, mm. they would do it. Yeah, you know, there's no drama with that at all, and but I don't believe that's where that help should first come from. And what it does, as I said before, that term pastoral care takes a responsibility off the real church and puts it onto the church. And it's it's like you said before, it's just not helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, I can't see that term anywhere in the Bible. It does talk no. about shepherd. But we've changed the pastoral care means you take care of all my needs because I'm a needy person. And, yeah. you know, even though it's not always that way. Yep. Um, I, I do take things to extreme to make a point here. Uh, so Exodus 18 is the story. Yep. Um, Moses was hearing the people's disputes. They're waiting from morning till evening. Jethro saw it and decided to give his son-in-law some advice. And he said... Moses, what's going on? He said, I, I stand there and I give them the judgment and instructions that they need. And, and Jethro said, this is not good, Moses. Mm. And why wasn't it good? Two reasons. One, you're going to wear yourself out. Yep. So there's a lot of work, a lot of burden for him. But guess who else got worn out? Who, Neil? Tell you me. Tell me. You read oh, it. Oh, so would you like me to read it from the slide? Yes, it says, uh, you're going to wear yourself out. And the people too. Yeah. Yep. So what happens is when we don't have a body operating as a body and connecting yep. as a body should, yep. the leaders get worn out because they're trying to do everything, yeah, um, which isn't good for them. Yeah. And the people get worn out too because they're like, why isn't someone looking after me? I need this. This I need help. Yeah. Yep. And it's genuine need. I'm not saying that it's not genuine need. No. But they need help. Yep. They need someone to come and care for them and love them. But it's too much to handle all by yourself, which is what he said to him. Um, and so he said, let me give you some advice. Grab some other people, capable, yep. honest men who can, you know, lead smaller groups. And so yep. if you put that in the church situation, you'd have, you know, people who might lead the church. Yep. People who might lead ministry areas. Yep. People who might lead connect groups. Yep. And it breaks it down to smaller and smaller groups. And and in all reality, um, we should all be 
looking for friends in the end. Like we, yeah. want, we want to yeah. be friends, right? Yep. Um, and then if something's too hard, it gets pushed up the chain almost. You know, it's like, yeah, look, I think you should call the pastor. This is just like a bit beyond my capacity or, yep. you know, ministry leader, whatever it might be. Um, but the first stop is that group of people that hopefully you connect with, you surround yourself with, that you begin to love and serve one another as a smaller group where you're noticed. Yeah. 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 So can you tell Great. me, give me an example of that um, that you've seen perhaps in your connect groups? Um, oh, put me on the spot. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think any any situation that we encounter, you know, as, as we go through life, the struggle that we have, you know, uh, let me think, um, I've had sick kids at home. Yep. Um, and so uh, this week was my was my connect group. Uh, we all got together. We got around God's word. We're actually talking about the message and talking about flourishing and where we were at and all that kind of stuff. But then, you know, there's opportunity in that to be able to pray for each other and to talk about how things are going and, and just to, to, to do that, to pray uh, for health for my family and mm. all that gives you, you know, that... Um, just recognition that other people know what's going on and support and and all of that kind of thing, um, you know. I think it's really really important. But you know, in order to to get that connection, as we've already talked about, you've got to you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to actually invest in it. And you know, there are times, and I've said it before. There's times when you don't feel like you don't feel like going to connect group, or you don't feel mm-hmm. like you know, like running the worship team or, you know, like that's, that's what I do. So I, Thursday nights we do worship practice. There's yep. some, some Thursday nights I don't feel like like going to worship practice because I've been at work all day and I've come home and everything's a bit crazy at home and, you know, I just... But you gotta you got to put that effort in and, and turn up and every single time you walk away uh, feeling completely blessed and connected and, and uh, supported and, you know, it's just a really crucial thing and, and it just takes that takes that bit of effort on everyone's part to actually, actually yeah. be there and do it. Yep. And, like, I know that there's been cases where we've been in a connect group and, you know, someone's sick and people drop meals off or things like that. Yeah. It just gives that platform to, to actually care for one another better rather than yep. it being an organised thing. And I think that's where I – I guess I struggle a little bit because um, we do need to be organised for sure. Mm. Um, you know, people might say we don't like organised religion, but disorganised religion's a lot worse. Um, and <laughs> the um, you know to actually take the pressure off what has to be done. You know, yeah. because there there are times when that needs to be done. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But what if we actually just thought, well, why don't we care for one another? Yeah. Why don't we pray for one another? Why don't, yeah. you know, and, and to have some people like, and from my perspective, when I've had trouble in my life uh, at times where there's just been a couple of situations, I'm like, I need someone to pray for me. I didn't sit around my home going, no one's rung me to pray for me. Like, yeah. I actually picked up the phone yeah. and either texted out to a group of people, hey, guys, I really need prayer. Can you pray for this? Or rang them up and said, can you pray for me? Mm. And yeah. You know, I think we need to make sure that we don't become a self-centered person where even our, I guess, retreat from people is proving that they don't love us. And rather than running to people so that they can love us, we we draw away. And of course, you know, people don't always see that. Mm. And they don't always know it. And they don't always pick it up in the spirit. You know, they just need you to bring them up. 
Um, yep. So yep. Moses decided, yeah, that's what I'll do. And so that's how it worked. And Ephesians 4, 11, 12 says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Yep. So it's that equipping, you know, and, and I think, you know, that's what we really have to look at as a church. But um, to get to that point, it means that you have to get out of your pot and start to put roots down and say, this is mm. it. I'm all in. Yep. Um, and, you know, you want to make sure you're in a good place for that with good people. But friendships are forged through a few things. One is obviously having a relationship with people working with and serving with people, fighting battles with people, mm. you know, like as as you say, as you connect group and someone's going through a really tough time yeah. and you guys are standing with them, that's actually fighting with someone. Yeah. You know, you're standing by their side and, and all of a sudden it changes all that relationship. But what's the church's responsibility, do you reckon? Like, because there, there is a responsibility on the church and I mean the people in the church. Um in order to help connect people in what 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 is the church's responsibility yeah well, i think i think there's a responsibility for everyone to be on the lookout for for new people that are coming in and and those that look like they're on the outer you know there's um you know opportunity to to speak to one another and to you know um yeah look look for those people that are that are in need and all that kind of stuff so i think there's there is that responsibility for us as a church body uh, for those that are already connected in, to be actively looking for others that that need to connect in, and not, yep. I guess, not not pursuing to the point of scaring annoying. people off or <laughs> annoying or whatever. But you yeah. know, like, and again, talking talking to my guys on on Monday night about that, and what what does that look like? And you know, even just in in general conversation and stuff that we have after after church, looking for opportunities to pray for each other and for for those mm. people that we interact with and. You know, create an environment that people feel welcome and don't f- feel like you have to be of a certain standard to to fit in or anything like yeah. that. Like it's, yeah. So there there is that responsibility for us as as people who are already connected to create an environment that is welcoming that makes people yeah. feel like they're they're free to come and and be a part of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, even you know, there's I think there's something in in the whole thing about personal invitation as well, yeah. like. I think there's a danger for for us as as we come in going oh well you know I wish someone would ask me to do something I'm not mm. I'm not going to do anything until someone asks me to do something so there's a danger in doing that we need to put yep. ourselves out there but at the other in the other side there's a responsibility for us who are already part of stuff to go and say hey why don't you come and join me mm. and do this or you know yep um so there's you know it's a it's a two way thing but we're you know everyone has to be in it together as we as we've already talked about it's not just up to the pastor to go and talk to every single person yep after church and say hey you know why don't you go and yep do this or or join this or whatever yeah. so yeah I think we're 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 all in it together yeah that's it and so when I think about it the church needs to provide opportunity for connection and genuine connection uh, and be so I'd say church needs to be friendly number one yeah um, so you know practically speaking what would that look like um, you know some of the things I said was like say church on a Sunday morning you come in make sure you come a little bit early get to your row someone new sits behind you beside you in front of you say hello 
you know, so that you've already broken the ice. You don't have to have a big conversation because you know it's yep. before church. You yep. can just say, G'day, how are you? I'm Neil. Yeah, yep. Pleased to meet you. The, I suppose the, the opposite to that is you turn up late and then someone's sitting in your seat. And you tell them off. And you tell them off. Yeah. yeah. That, you still meet them. You still meet them, but it's probably not, not the most friendly approach, <laughs> is it? That's you right. Know, so so, so you get here early, so yeah. you've got your seat, so you don't have to tell people to get out of your seat. <laughs> that's right, exactly. Is that what we're talking yes, about? Yes, that's yeah. it. Okay, great. Or, or even if you're not early and you come there late and there's someone there, you say good day. Um, uh, number two is like, obviously, you greet people, say hello, smile. Yes. Just be nice and friendly. Yeah. Um, and, and in terms of, you know, how we relate after church, I don't know about you, Matt, but I find it, I do... Still find it a little awkward, not so much now, but when it's one-on-one -on -one conversation. So yep. you got new people, you go up yep. to them, meet them. Yeah. Hey, how you going? Yeah, good, good. What do you do? What do you yep. do? Where are you from? Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Uh, oh, I'm just going to go and get a coffee. Yeah. I've exhausted my three, <laughs> three standard questions <laughs> yeah, that I ask, right. and now I'm going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. But, but no, is there a possibility that you actually don't have to neglect your friendships on a Sunday? Correct. Or your groups that you're part of, but rather yep. go... Hey, I see you're new here. How would you like to sit down with us? Yep. And immediately you're you're going. We actually want you to be part of who we are. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, come and sit with us. And then it's not so isolating. It's not so awkward. Yeah. Uh, if they say yes, they might not. You know. But but I'm just sort of like, okay, that's our responsibility. Provide connect group opportunities. We have that. Provide yeah. church opportunities. We have that where we might go to Cullum Bay or something and sit on the beach and eat. Yeah. All those things are, are like outside of Sunday where there's should be invitational. Same with our connect groups, invitational. We invite people that are new um, into those groups. But um, we do provide those things and there's prayer night and there's worship night. Yep. And so there is opportunity. If you want to connect, there's no reason that you shouldn't be connecting. However, it may take a little bit of time to actually feel part of something. Hmm. because we have to get to know one another. And, yep. and I think that's part of it is that, that pushing through into friendship. It, yep. It's not always easy. I've got to be honest about that, you know, and um, I think one of the best ways really is serving with other people. Like, yeah, definitely. Yep. Like, Agreed. Yeah, and there's opportunities to do that. And again, it's like don't hold back. You know, we can ask, but don't hold back as well um, to do that. So, yeah. <clears throat> That's hmm. about it, really. That's good. I I appreciated the message. Yeah, that was good. Good challenge. Good just to to step back and look at how I personally do stuff and how you know again with with my connect group guys, you know how how we do that as a as a connect group and how we invite people into that space and hmm. all that kind of thing and and um, yeah yeah no I really appreciate it and hope hope that we can all be in a space where we're not pot plants yeah. but we're Unpotted, yeah, plants. And, and committed. And yeah. I think you know, like when I look at the people that I know over the years, it's the ones that have said, "I am part of this," yep. and I am taking part. Um, they just flourish. They really do flourish, and that's to be honest. And the ones that are, you know, fringe, they they really don't flourish. They, mm. they you can come and, you know, that might be the season that you're in sometimes. Yep. Excuse me. But to actually flourish, you have to put your roots down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Excellent. Good challenge. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Let's go out with Galatians 6, 2 to 5. Yep. Probably a long podcast, this one. Probably. 
<laughs> Share each other's burdens. Yes. And this way you'll obey the law of Christ. If you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. I didn't actually read that out on Sunday, I don't think, but we might use it this week. And mm. then I finished with this beautiful picture, Matt. Another beautiful picture of a of a very nice fig. Yeah, a massive fig. Like we're um, talking. Yeah, that's huge. Twenty meters. For across. those for those that live locally in the Darwin area, it's at the bottom of Palmerston near Durac the Durac Roundabout. Durac Roundabout. Yes. Um, near Shell. Near the yes, the Shell service station. It's yeah. very cool. I like that one. And it just shows you um, what you can be like if you decide to put your roots down. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. It's nice good. one. Excellent. See you then. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>